how Nadir made over $700,000 of assignment fees and how you can do the same exact thing. What is up, guys? Zach in here. Welcome to the Bags Riches podcast. And I have a wholesaler who did over $700,000 in assignment fees. And not to brag, but he made over $200,000 on one wholesaling deal. And he showed me the HUDs. I was like, no way. He showed me the HUDs. He showed me everything. And it was it's amazing. It's legit. He's doing this business real. And what I want to do is really break down his business and most importantly, how you can do the same thing as him. So Nadir, what's up? Not too much, Zach, about yourself. I'm excited, man. I'm, uh, I love seeing great stories. I love seeing young guys go out here and actually live their life and really crush wholesaling real estate. So uh, how old are you? I am just recently 22 years old. 22 years old, over 700K. This is an amazing story. And uh, let's get into it. How did you get started in wholesaling real estate? Yeah, so uh, it was the second year of college, and I was in college for engineering. And uh, classes went virtual because of COVID. And as one does while in online classes, I was scrolling through TikTok. I see some 19-year-old with a wholesale check of like 17 grand. Like, what is this? What's going on, right? How, how is that possible, right? So... I Google it, figure it out. I start making offers on market and I just try to rinse and repeat that for 90 days plus. Um, I never actually closed a deal from that, but I did learn how to talk to realtors. And then I found you, right? I started following your guides and figuring out how to cold call, direct the seller, uh, pulling lists, marketing as much as I can, literally two to 7 PM every single day for months and months on end. Like it was pretty painful. Uh, I didn't actually get a deal from that because I wasn't following your, your advice to a T. I was pulling the wrong lists. But that did give me the skills to go out and partner up with guys that already had marketing going, already had really good leads. I had gone on quite a few appointments just for my own marketing and appointment setting. So yeah, I eventually ended up getting the skill set to become a closer and uh, about six months in, closed my first deal. Wow. Uh, so what market were you in? I'm out of Houston. Okay. And yeah. so what, what college did you go to there? Uh, Texas A&M. So Texas A&M, wholesaling there. You did deals in Houston. So what was your first wholesaling deal like and how much money you make on that? That was a crazy deal. So it came out of nowhere. Uh, my buddy, uh, the guy that I was partnering with, did a lot of marketing back in the day. And it was a very broad net, like radio marketing. Um, he had a lead come in from his website out of nowhere. He hadn't done marketing on his website for years. Mm. But a random lead came in. They said, come out. I want to sell the house today. So I go drive over to Eagle Lake, Texas, like, like an hour and a half away, middle of nowhere. I meet these people, chat with them. I, I chat them up for like three hours, right? Just sitting down with them, talking about it. House needed a lot of work. And uh, yeah, I just throw out the classic low ball offer the way that Zachkin taught me. And uh, yeah, I contract the property at 70. We go back. We're not sure if it's a deal because it's a very rural area and it's mm -hmm. a lot of work. So we send it out to the email list just to see what happens. And we have a guy reply saying, I'll take it. And the deal took 90 days to close because it's a super rural county and the recorder sucks. Like it was so oh. hard to get it closed. Uh, but eventually it got done. I had to find the seller a lease. It was, it was probably the most painful deal I've done. <laughs> but I made 87.50 from my cut, uh, 50.50. And um, yeah, no, bless for it. Wow, man. I, how long ago was that? June 2021. Jeez, man. That's about two years-ish. Uh, yeah ago first deal and then obviously at this point here so how did you get that that lead that lead came in 
it was just completely a shot in the dark out of nowhere. I mean, I was going on uh, on appointments and talking to sellers from a guy who was uh, he was seasoned in the business, but he took a break and then he came back. Um, okay. Started dabbling again. He had some cold callers working, um, and that's where most of the appointments came from. But this person just recognized the name of his company from many, many years ago, and went to the website. They just googled "sell my house fast Houston" kind of thing, and his popped up on like number eleven or twelve. But they remembered the name because they listened to it on the radio so much, mm. and so they call us up. Right? We just go out there, close it. Wow. Hey. It worked out. How did you? How did you find that guy? The the guy. Oh, literally Facebook. I I, I thank Facebook for everything. <laughs> Facebook has got me so many great connections. I'm telling you, man, it's a fit. A lot of young people are like, oh, it's for old people. They, it's amazing. It, it's where the old cash buyers are. It's where people still do business. So it's amazing. So you got that first deal. What was the second and third deal from there? From there, then, how do you start scaling that up? I think from there, uh, I just kept looking for more partners. The second deal, actually, I got from door knocking, though. Wow. Yourself? Yeah. I was out here wow. actually in College Station area. I was just door knocking pre-foreclosures because I saw their auction online. Um, sleeper market, honestly. There's not too much competition out here. Ever since I started door knocking, everyone else did. But yeah. being said, I uh, it was the day before. It was the week of Christmas, I believe. Mm -hmm. I had been door knocking this guy like four or five times. <laughs> the past 14 days right because i knew his auction was coming up in like 10 more days um so the second to last time i door knocked him he actually yelled me off the front porch because it was two days before thanksgiving but his auction or christmas but his auction was six days later right so i was yeah. kind of in a rush and we already connected we had good rapport and all um the next day i swing by around 6 7 p.m it's kind of dark outside it's winter i tape a contract to his door with my price on it because he didn't answer the door <laughs> and next morning i wake up to a phone call right he says are you serious about my house for this much and i say yeah no of course let's go let's go and he emails me back the contract signed and i take that deal and i go uh well he had to push back the auction uh, and after that right i had to walk through what's going on hard to find a buyer out there for my first deal but i got it done and i think i made 17.5 on that deal wow yeah that's creative i actually never heard something like that that's that's reverse, impressive reverse driving for dollars is 10x right on us yeah, it's <laughs> taping contracts reverse driving for dollars on steroids holy moly yeah. that's uh, wow so that's impressive so that that's creative so i already know off the bat you're a smart dude you, you know you're, you're thinking outside the box and so you keep scaling it up how do you get to that big deal like let's talk about that two hundred thousand dollar deal then I saw the HUD, but I want to know the story behind it. Okay. So we were SMSing pre-foreclosures. And this is where the most of my deals ended up coming from. SMSing uh, pre-foreclosures? SMS pre-foreclosures nice. all day long. And uh, every single good deal that I've had, almost every single one has ended up being a pre-foreclosure plus probate. And most people don't really know how to work around probates or pre-foreclosures. So whenever you have both those specialties, it works really, really well. for. And they're two most motivated lists. Exactly. Yeah. So it's, it's a killer deal. Um, this guy was actually, uh, 12 days out or so from auction. Mm -hmm. So we contract same day, maybe next day, um, for a net to seller amount. Right. And I told him, Hey, I'll take care of the probate going on. I'll take care of the pre foreclosure going on, right? Your auction's coming up. Uh, I just take the contracts to the bank, tell them, Hey, 
what can you do for us? They push it back some time. Then I go through two or three probate attorneys trying to find the right one that's able to get it done super quickly. And uh, usually a probate here takes like six months or so. Yeah. I got it done in like 45 days. <laughs> yeah. Everything had to line up and I closed that the deal. The attorney, what was the special part of getting it done quick? So the, the deceased person had a trust. They had other properties in that trust. This property was not in that trust. Um, the first attorney I had tries to do a regular probate, like independent administration, just generic cookie cutter probate. And uh, that would have taken a very, very long time to even get the hearing. So once I saw the hearing date, I was like, okay, let me find the next one. Like, let's figure out if there's any way to get this done. Um, it was a really good deal. And so I, I call these probate attorneys and I find the right one that's able to expedite the hearing, right? They have the know-how and they have the connections to get it done. So they did an ex parte hearing or whatnot, and they basically moved the property into the trust and then let him sell it as the trustee of the trust. Uh, way quicker process that way, especially mm -hmm. in California. And um, yeah, I actually ended up closing that deal the day of the next auction. They wouldn't push it back at all. Wow. I closed the deal Wednesday, Monday, Tuesday, up until Wednesday at like noon. I was on and off the phone with the bank, title company, just so uh, stressing over this deal. Jeez. And the wire hit. I got to kick back, relax. Wow. I, how how far was that from now? Was it like a year ago? Like when did you get that deal done? Maybe a month ago. No, no, no three months oh, ago. Oh, wow. Pretty recent. Really recent. Really recent. How'd that feel, man? Mind-blowing. I never <laughs> imagined that I could get that much off of like that much life-changing money off of one deal, especially at this, you know, kind of stage in life. Yeah. It's, it's really insane what wholesaling can do to someone's uh, trajectory. I mean, I... I remember uh, last year we in the month of January did two hundred thousand dollar deals and that felt great. But I can't imagine two hundred grand on one deal. Wow, that's yeah, that's life changing stuff. You know, I, I I'm I'm guessing you're. Uh, did you finish college? I'm taking a break right now. Yeah, you take. I mean, what, what's the point, right? <laughs> I mean, t TBD. You know, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll see what happens, right? If I uh, if I make it, then uh, I make it. You know. Yeah. I did. When you started doing that, start making checks. I mean, were your parents a little upset with you with it? Or were they like, hey, you're doing well, good? A little bit of this, a little bit of that. I mean, <laughs> the way I see it is end of the day, uh, whenever someone wants something for someone they love, right? Yeah. They're going to, to always think that that's the best like route for them. Yeah. And I respect that because it's about safety and security for you know their friends, family, whatnot. Um, they saw the check and they were like, wow, he's actually doing it. I think after that deal, actually, they gained a little more recognition for it because they're like, yeah. this guy's pulling in racks, you know, like what, what's going on? <laughs> um, yeah, but seeing an actual life-changing amount of money come in at once is pretty, pretty eye-opening for anybody. Wow. And uh, I'm telling you, if you keep doing that up, I can only imagine where you're going to be at here. So let's talk about your business now. 700K, basically two and a half-ish years. Let's do it. So you're mostly doing SMS, right? Mm-hmm. Almost there any say that again almost almost entirely wow okay and uh, what platform are you using i'm on high level high level okay i so never heard of that one uh plus twilio it's mostly used for like uh SaaS marketing and other stuff like that okay but uh definitely works for sms integrated with twilio not the traditional batch leads kind of thing i feel like they're um at least never was looking at rates their flexibility with how you can reply to messages and stuff isn't yeah. so there, right? It's kind of automated background noise. Like it filters it out till it becomes a lead. 
And then once it identifies a lead, then I can call it right there. Um, totally inclusive CRM kind of thing. Cool. And uh, what skip tracer are you using for it? Um, I have a I have a guy on Fiverr. Wow. Yeah, really? it works, right? I mean, it, uh, I, mean heck, I tell people I'm not the biggest fan of Fiverr, but if you're using Fiverr and you've gotten deals from it, don't change it, right? So, because I, I do a lot of volume on SMS. Yeah. Right, and the rates of of mainstream services are so high up there. Mm. It's hard to really be, uh, even if it's like a minus twenty percent hit rate. If yeah. You get it for half the price. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. I mean, heck, like I always say, you know, if it works, don't stop doing it. And so you're doing all this. And what kind of list are you doing mostly here? I'm doing a lot of code violations. Uh, I'm doing some pretty crazy stuff with with defaults and all that. I'm yeah. trying to get them before pretty much anybody else does. So I'm going the extra mile on finding the right records, pulling those. Um, those I am getting cold called. Yeah. So the really high niched out lists, uh, if I can stack them right. Anything like that, I do want it cold cold. I will get higher quality data back for those. Um, but if it's just a traditional prop stream, free foreclosure list for a whole county or two, uh, that's just going to be straight to the fiber guy. Okay, nice. And cold calling, are you cold calling yourself? Uh, I have a guy. I used to, right? But I, I, did yeah. my, I put in my time. So uh, I have a guy doing it now. Awesome. And is it a VA, American? He's a VA partner. I mean, he cold calls primarily. Uh, we brought okay. him on. I'm training him up to be acquisitions because he's really good. At oh, wow. So that's kind of the transition I want to make happen. Cool. Uh, I want to get him some, him some life-changing money too. I mean, this is, this business has been too good for uh, too good to me. Yeah. And so is, is this person uh, already producing or are you yeah. trying to get them to start? So they are. Several contracts as a result wow. of them. Yeah. Okay. And how do you define this VA? Um. I think we had we had worked together before. Um, he had he had been in a cold calling agency, and then he quit from the cold calling agency. So he called me up. Oh wow! And, uh, now here we are. Cool. What country is he I from? Really good rapport. Uh, he's from Costa Rica. Okay, that's perfect. Especially yeah. if you're in Texas, you're in California. I'm guessing they speak Spanish. Yeah. So that's that's perfect. I'm telling you, a lot of people, Latin American cold callers, they're they're doing well because I mean, you, you're in Texas. I mean, you probably went to school. I mean people got like Spanish accents. Like it's like nothing there. Right. So uh, that, that's a great little secret. Uh, I think a lot of people should start doing. So how many texts are you sending out a month? You would say about between one to 2,500, a thousand to 2,500 texts a day. It's kind of my, my aim. Nice. Call it five days a week. So it's not crazy either. Like it's not like a stupid, crazy high amount. That's like overwhelming. It's a, it's a pipeline, right? So it's a steady yeah. flow. Wow, okay. Backs up over time, right? How the follow-up's going. Okay. And uh, the acquisitions part, how is that being done? Uh, almost entirely by me. I, I do have my guy do follow-ups and kind of warm up the leads. And I'm, I'm training him up to start closing some of the deals himself. Because mm -hmm. um, also there's some leads, like you mentioned in Spanish. I, I My Spanish is high school, Spanish two level. You know, I'm not yeah. going to that, get that deal going. Um but, you know, there's a lot of leads that he'll warm up and the rapport is so good with him that I'll just let him close it out. Beautiful. Okay. So generally speaking, once the lead is hot, it gets passed to me and then I just, you know, take him through the closing process. Um, I take care of the dispo as well, TC. So it's kind of trying to take care of the entire back end of the business while they produce as much as they can on the front end. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're doing the acquisitions and cash buyer side yourself. You're still making more than most people scaled out, right? Mm -hmm. And so it, you're... 
I'd say if you're doing $200,000 deals in these massive deals, I keep the acquisitions going for yourself till you can eventually get too much volume. Right. But you're, I like your system. So finding cash buyers, right? Obviously for that $200,000 deal, how do you define the cash buyer for that one? So I'm sure you've heard of, heard of investor lift. Mm -hmm. So I'm on cartel mode because there was this one deal. It's a long story. We started off with a JV that somebody mm -hmm. sold via cartel mode that we couldn't sell ourselves. So we go to investor lift, uh, we kind of figure out what's going on there. And I have another deal that comes up the following week after we close this one, where it's a, it's a phenomenal deal. It's in Hillsborough shores. Um, great part of Florida, very high end market though. Yeah. We don't have buyers for that, right? It's like a 1.8 million ARV. And so we're kind of stuck in a, between a rock and a hard place. We have a killer deal in front of us, but we don't have anybody we know, mostly hedge funds is who we were selling to at that time. We don't have anybody in pocket to buy that deal. Mm -hmm. So uh, we pull the trigger, right? We have a, a money back guarantee kind of thing. And um, yeah, we sold that deal for 115 grand assignment up front. It's kind of the, the first, first round of it. So it, it went pretty well for that deal. Uh, they renegotiated us back down later. So it's not a close 115, unfortunately. But this deal also, uh, I could have sold it for more than I did for this 200K deal. But I wanted to take the right buyer as opposed to the best buyer, because I knew the guy would work with me on time frame and all considering how hectic the closing situation was with the, the auction probate. So that was also off investor lift, blasted out to the whole county. Got some really, really good hits. Wow. Okay. And so are you basically using that software for your dispositions right now? Primarily because I work in so many markets. Yeah. Right. So if I'm working in 20 different markets or I have deals from here or there, I don't know what state my next deal is going to be in. Yeah. So for that reason, it makes a lot of sense for guys that are just all over the place. If I was niched down, right, just in Houston, which is honestly harder than working in every market, I think. I yeah. think Houston's a really difficult market to work. Um, then I would probably just be local, making friends shoulder to shoulder, right? Yeah. Deals left and right. Yeah, I love it. And so you're you're obviously trying to scale it up even more, but what would your big secret be on getting these code violation lists and some of these niched out government lists that you're getting? Cause you're obviously getting around the country and there's always somebody watching this. That's like, they're struggling to get it. So what's your big secret on getting those type of lists? There's ways to scrape a whole page of data. Yeah. And just kind of crawl through the whole, whole network of data. If you do a little bit of research, research into that, into that, you'll find it yourself. It's very, very straightforward. Hmm. Um, it's a little bit of digging and finding the right lead sources like trustees guys trustees all are public there's so many public yeah. auction sites even auction.com like, there's a lot of lists out there that just aren't touched by the mainstream you can get a lot of really quick easy deals off of all these free lists right you could just manually skip trace it and get deals done for sure that's what i say you think of think outside the box the more motivated the lead the more likely you're going to make money on it. And that's kind of, I think you took my advice to heart and then you just went crazy on it. And uh, you're kind of where you're at now. And obviously you're looking to scale up even more and we're excited for it. So what are you looking to do in the next year? Like what, what, what are your goals? What are you trying to do? And what's your process for that? I'm trying to buy assets, man. If I can get a hold of some really good owner finance, sub two deals uh, in this coming quarter, really by the end of the year, I want to own at least a few more. Yeah. Um, buy a commercial deal, mobile home park. But buying property is kind of my next step on it. Uh, also consistently, I think in the next two years, I want to be able to kind of take a break, not take a break, but just be able to step back a little bit, distance myself 
from the business and not have everything fall apart. Yeah. Replacing <laughs> myself in the business is going to be the next step uh, primarily. Awesome. Well, I'm looking forward to your journey. I think you're just getting started on it. And I think you're definitely on your way to something even crazier. So I'm always excited for it, but uh, I love it. So if you have any deals and you want to send them to him, here's his IG handle. Uh, so what markets primarily would you want people sending you deals at? Uh, Houston, I'll say most of California, LA, Sacramento, uh, Fresno, uh, Southeast Florida is always nice. Not going to yeah. lie here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I guess South Carolina, Columbia, South Carolina is a really good market for us. Uh, but primarily any Texas Metro, Florida Metro, Cali, Cali Metro. Basically anywhere. <laughs> I, I, you know. <laughs> awesome. So uh, hit him up here. That's his Instagram handle. And uh, I love it. So appreciate you, man. What's your parting thoughts uh, of advice for anybody watching this that they want to get their first deal or they're struggling right now to consistently get leads? What would you tell them right now? This is not an easy business to make money in within the first, like, you know, not going to see instant results on it. Very, very long-term ROI. But if you're here for the long game of, hey, I want to be in real estate and get wealthy, right? Like I'm here to change my whole family's path and just really be that guy in the family. Um, to start running at the wall, right? And if you, eventually you'll start to climb it. So I would say practical advice, pull the best records you can. Uh, call as many as you can a day, keep track of it and keep notes, right? Make sure you're not missing out on leads that were kind of interested, not interested, always follow up. If you do all this enough, right, you're going to find someone that just pops yeah. and then you figure out it's into contract over, right? And then you take that to Facebook or the buyer, you know, in the, in the area, it, it'll happen, right? Just give it time. So just give it time, give it action. Just take as much action as you possibly can the best way you know how to. That's it. Nadir, thank you so much for hopping on. I'm excited to see where you're going to be in the future. And thank you so much for talking on the Bagstreet's podcast. No problem. Thank you.